Yeah, no, I'm I'm barely certain frogs don't have souls. Yeah, it's the, the web feed thing. Yeah, exactly. Hi, welcome to No Green Eggs and Ham. My name is Sam. In this episode, I would like to talk about angels. I have a series of books that I'm writing. I, I wrote one. I'm working on the second one for NaNoWriMo, if you listen to the last episode you can hear about that and I, I was interested in angels for a few different reasons there, there were a couple of instances in my life where things happened and they couldn't be explained and one one was in omaha nebraska when i was i, th- I believe i was one maybe just a little over one or a little below i don't know but we lived in an apartment apartment complex off of Center Street. Uh, in that apartment complex, there was a swimming pool. And apparently, I, I liked to, to go swimming. But I, I think it was later on. Um, whenever it was, whenever this occurred, I was able to walk. And somehow, it got away from my mother. Uh, I don't know if she was outside. I, I'm pretty sure she was, but I don't know what she was doing. And I got into the pool. No, that's, that's the wrong story. Uh, that's actually a story I was working on. That's not a true story. I used to go in the pool. That was true. Uh, I used to like just jump in and float at the top, and it scared my mother. You know, I mean, because babies float, and like I would, I would face down in the water. And uh, my mother tried to take me to swimming lessons because apparently I love the water. I would go whenever I could. And when she took me to swimming lessons, I bawled. I, I would not get in the water. I was terrified. I, and she had to take me home. She's like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what's going on. He's always in the pool. And we got back to the apartment complex, and I jumped right into the pool. Apparently, I just didn't want to be taught. I just, If I'm going to do it, it's on my own terms. So I love swimming. Okay, so anyway, getting back to the original idea, uh, that was about pools, and that was just a story I was coming up with. The actual story is I was able to walk, so it was between one and two, now that I remember, and I did get away from my mother while we're outside, and I ran into traffic on Center Street. There we go. That, that now I remember why Center Street was so important. It was a busy avenue, and I walked into traffic. Uh, I don't know how, you know, I don't know why. Uh, my mother told me about this. She didn't know where I was. And then all of a sudden, she sees this man walk up with me in tow. Like, he's holding my hand, and he says something to her, like, you know, is this your son? You know, she's frantic and hysterical, and and she's just like, what were you doing? How how dare you? Not how dare you. I was two. I was like, I can't believe it. And um, she turned to thank the gentleman, and he was gone, just nowhere in sight. And this wasn't like there was somewhere to hide. If he ran, he wouldn't get far. And even if he did run, it's Nebraska. There was no place to hide. It's not like he turned the corner and he was gone. There was no buildings. It was just the apartment complex and the roads. I mean, there were fields around it. So it wasn't like he could dip around some corner and, and get away from us. My mother was convinced that that was an angel. Because he didn't, he didn't say a lot. He didn't wait to be thanked. And he just vanished into thin air. And that, that was uh, the first occasion. Second, that I can remember, had to do with my brothers and not myself. We were living in Omaha, Nebraska for the second time. We had moved to New York to be with my father's family um, when I was 6 to about 11 or 12. And when we were in Nebraska, we moved back to Nebraska, we got a house. And I must have been 13 or 14 at the time, maybe a little older. And I remember in the middle of the night, there was a knock on the door. And it was the front door, 
which no one ever went to. If you if you saw this house, we had a long driveway, and you would have to go through the lawn, this really steep lawn, to get to the front door. If you went down the path along the driveway, it actually takes you to the side door. So, and that's the door we always used. We didn't, we never used that front door unless to like let extra light in. But we had bay windows in the front, so we didn't really need that either. So the the knock was coming from the front door. The light was on in the front. And that, we didn't really keep that on overnight. And I remember seeing the the top of a hat. Because I, I was the one that got up first. And it was a, a police officer. And so I, I unlocked the door, open it. And I don't remember seeing his face. And he actually had a partner with him who was on the landing. Or, you know, at the bottom of the steps. And uh, the other one was, you know, right in front of the door. I remember seeing in either of their faces. My mother comes out just as I open the door, and the officer doesn't really talk to me, I don't think. I, I don't remember exactly, but he says, ma'am, I believe these belong to you. And he steps out of the way, and my brothers, my two brothers, very young at the time. One was two years younger than me, and the other one was two and a half to three years younger. Um, they were right there. They, you know, Heads were bowed. They, they looked like they knew they were going to get in trouble. And what had happened was they, they had decided to run away. And I don't know exactly why. You'd have to ask my brothers. The middle brother was the one that instigated it. He took money from my father and he got my youngest brother to, to come with him. And they took their bikes and they decided they were going to ride in the middle of the night to Toys R Us. I don't know if they weren't allowed to get toys. Like, or the, you know, they were told they couldn't have something. But they wanted to go get toys. What happened was... The police officers found them at a gas station, not too far away from Toys R Us, but down the road. The way they went was actually more dangerous than like a back road. Um, they had to, you know, cross a couple busy streets. I don't know how much traffic there was at that time, because uh, I I don't remember the exact time of the night that it, it happened. But anyway, the the officers, I remember smiling. I remember they they smiled and. We had um, like a pink chair in that room, in the front room, by the front door. And it was like a, a parking lounger. And I, I was sitting in there, not really facing them while this is happening. And I'm just like, you know, I'm the good son that didn't run away. And also at the same time, like, why didn't they invite me? And uh, the conversation wasn't long. The one officer in, who was not next to the front door went and got the bikes out of the trunk and I'm not sure how he actually fit two bikes in the trunk. It's not like they were that small. But anyway, um, they left. After my brothers came inside, I think my mother thanked them. But she was, like, so mad and so, like, relieved and sad at the same time. Like, it, so many emotions. And the next day, she called the police department. And it's not like, you know, it was Omaha, Nebraska. We didn't have a ton of police departments. The only one we had around us, you know... Each department was for a certain area, so it's not like they called somebody from some other area to, to come get this, these kids, and, you know, even if they were just driving by, they would have to be patrolling the area. So she called the, the local police department and wanted to thank them um, appropriately. I mean, she wanted to, you know, give them something or just talk to them because she didn't really get to do, do it the night before. And she remembered the name of the first one because she read it off the badge. And there was no officer by that name in the precinct. So thinking that she just had the name wrong, 
she said, well, so my, my sons, there, it was the two officers who picked up my sons at a gas station in the middle of the night and brought them home with their bikes. And they had no record of anything happening like that. Nothing was ever called in. No officers had mentioned anything about that. And, you know, they had to report these things, especially when children are involved. And nothing. There was nothing at all. You know, you would think that finding two kids in the middle of the night running away from home, there might be some questions. You know, like, you know, why are you running away from home? Is it, you know, were you just going to Toys R Us because you weren't allowed to have a toy and you wanted a toy? Or, you know, is there abuse or something involved? You know, it, there's there has to be questions. And no, there was no follow-up. And there was no record of anything being reported. No one called it in. You know, usually an officer gets on the scene and calls something in. Nothing. No paperwork. No phone calls. Nothing. So our mother believes that those are my brother's guardian angels. And the guy that saved me was my guardian angel. So we all had our interactions with our guardian angels. And that was a great motivator for the book series that I'm writing. It has to do with demons and these heroes who are known as guardians. And their task in life is to vanquish demons. And you can't have demons without having angels. So it was a great motivator. And I have a friend who had also had an experience with an angel. And his was pretty unique. He was riding a bike down a, a steep hill. And I hope I, I get the details right. And I hope he doesn't mind that I'm telling this. But I'm not saying his name. So he was young. He was riding a bike down a steep hill and lost control of his bike and somehow went through the rear window of, or the rear of a car or a van, smashed through. And hill was so steep and he was going so fast that his momentum should have pushed him through the front windshield. However, he was stopped midair as if somebody grabbed him, pulled him back and set his feet on the ground. Now, other than some, some scrapes from going through the front or the, the first window, nothing was wrong with him. Nothing. He was fine. And since that day, he had a couple of interesting marks on his body. One on his back of like a hand. And then on his head, he had three white spots. I believe three on his head that his, his natural hair color was blonde. These were white. Ever since that day, he had these three white spots on his head from where I believe an angel grabbed him and then pulled him back it's insane so i it, i don't know it it's just fascinating you know whether you believe it or not these things had an effect on us not so much now for my brothers uh, but my friend my friend and i it did make an impact you know every once in a while i think back to that that time in the apartment complex i tried to look upon that when i'm writing this series of books to how it, it felt when I heard the story because whether you believe it or not it's pretty cool like even if you don't believe it it's something that you would want to believe right it's something that you would be like yeah yeah there's guardian angels and they they saved us and they they are the the soldiers sent out by a living god to come down and watch over us so even if you don't believe that it's something that is really cool to think about and that was a big part of why I wanted to write the story that I did and use angels in it. And of course, the antithesis to that was demons. And I don't know why I picked demons. I just knew that I didn't want it to be angels versus demons, you know, or angels taking on the lead. 
I, I wanted to be more relatable to, to everyone else. And I wanted to be heroes in the form of children and teenagers who have the power to fight off evil. It's a very exciting story for me. The concept is really cool. I mean, there's real life aspects put into it, yet there's some fantasy behind it. I, I wanted it to be both suspenseful and exciting. I think I accomplished that. Um, my wife seems to think so. Again, I, I still think she's biased. She says she's not. So angels, that is the end of our episode. And um, next time will be about who knows what. Now here's the end theme song that was submitted by these... Oh, was it a joke? Oh, okay. Never mind. We don't have one. I thought maybe we had one from the listener in Netherlands or the one in Washington or the one in Texas. I thought one of you had written one for me. But uh, I find out from, yeah, my producer. Yeah, no? You sure? Okay, no. Okay, uh, nope, don't have one. So just uh, imagine a theme song to go away to. Something peaceful, but at the very end, screams in your face. Kind of like one of those videos of the car driving down the winding road, surrounded by green fields illuminated by the sun and then all of a sudden bah! a demon